the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert in studio and on YouTube.tv, LarryRosenthal.tv, rather. And good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. And how are you today? Well, you know, I was just going to show you something here in a minute. If I can, if I can see, here we go. You see, if you're watching on YouTube, you see this on the screen. Um, you know, I saw a lot of this stuff going on yesterday, a lot of lights going up, and I've got my own string, and my whole neighborhood is all lit up, and here, here's my lights. <laughs> <laughs> nice. S- sitting in a box, nice. you know. Nice. So what's what's the over-under <laughs> on them getting opened in 2020? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I placed that bet or not, but uh, yeah. So we're we're getting ready to sort of get uh, started to thinking about doing that. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, huh? What a great uh, great weekend, long weekend with friends and family, mainly family oh, because yeah. of the. Uh, you know, small size, but uh, that's okay, though. That's okay. So, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to listen our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C. Baltimore area, as well as our listeners on Sirius XM now, uh, going on a few years here pretty soon. Um, and some new guys over there on YouTube TV. Yep, right? Larry yep and we've got people on, on LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube mm-hmm. checking it out. You can go watch us stream live if you want to see how the uh, – uh, what the sausage is made in the back office of a of a of, of a makeshift uh, you know radio sh- uh, deal here, <laughs> but uh, no, it's all good. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely all good. So you know, hey, again, it's open mic Saturday, which is my favorite time because it's about you. It's about what questions you want to ask, <clears throat> anything at all. Eight five five Rose one two three is the number. Eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Any of your financial planning, investment questions, questions on the stock market. Boy, is this thing going up, up, and away? What is or the deal? What? You know, we'll talk about that. You That's know. Awesome. Yep, and and you know estate planning, uh, taxes, what changes to four hundred one k contributions next year are available? All kinds of things. Whatever's on your mind this Thanksgiving weekend, dial us up at eight five five rose one two three. So this past week here in the markets, Chris, obviously the markets uh, pushed up again this week. The ten year Treasury note rose a few basis points, and oil spiked up four dollars and some cents a, a barrel as well. 
which uh, shows good signs of, of, of a broader economic activity taking place. You know, on top of that, we did have some, some news coming out of the White House, um, uh, which is, you know, kind of good news here. The, the markets embraced it because of easy of transition. Emily Murphy, uh, who's on the uh, uh, General Services Administration, she's the chief, told President-elect Joe Biden that, uh, you know, the Trump administration's looking to do a transition. If that comes down to it, there would be no problems as far as that goes. Yeah, I know they had to open their purse strings up a little <coughs> bit there at GSA so that they could do that. Yep, but. yep, they, they, they put all that stuff in place. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, not to say that, that um, the current administration's not, not, uh, not done with all of their, their things that are going on as well. So we'll see how that all plays out in the coming weeks. Uh, one, of the, one of the good good bright spots, though, was uh, the markets did cheer a little bit uh, about uh, uh, Biden talking about, you know, Vice uh, President-elect <laughs> Biden um, announcing federal, uh, uh, for, the, for the chairman of the Federal Reserve to be Janet Yellen, uh, I'm sorry, for the tre Treasury Secretary, former mm -hmm. uh, Fed Chair Janet Yellen to be Treasury Secretary. Uh, which of the picks, um, you know, the markets, uh, you know, like of that. all the choices there, the markets like that choice the best, which is a good thing um, from from that standpoint, from from what was all picked. You know, this week coming up, we've got some some big things. We've got uh, on Tuesday, uh, Federal uh, Chairman Jerome Powell, he testifies and gives a speech on Tuesday. Then on, we also have ISM manufacturing numbers coming out, unemployment numbers as well, I, more ISM services and non-farm payrolls numbers coming Coming out, we did see some interesting uh, news this week in manufacturing of new orders, durable goods, um, and and things of that nature. Uh, you know, durable goods, uh, new orders beat consensus uh, by a good amount, and and basically we are just 2.2 percent below February of 2020's pre-pandemic high, signaling an extremely sharp V-shaped recovery. Uh, in durable goods, which is good for the market, right? Uh, so, so um, we're starting to, you know, we're continuing to see this broad-based recovery, uh, or we're starting to see this V-shaped recovery turn into more of a broad-based recovery as we get more news, uh, positive news about companies coming out with with the vaccine and things of that nature. There's all types types of talk about it, and let me just say this the, about the vaccine, okay? <clears throat> The vac when it comes to the healing of the economy, all right, the healing of the economy, Chris, the vaccine is part of the solution, okay? Now, it's a big part. There's no doubt about it. But the question becomes, you know, let's say next July, July 2021, as an example, you know, are every, is everybody out there uh, going to be confident that the person sitting next to them in the, in, in, in the restaurant or on the airplane or, or at the movie theater, have, that, have they been vaccinated? You know, that's the issue that, that that's part of the whole thing that we're going to have to see. So we're going to have to see the numbers come down dramatically as far as infections go. And, and we will over time. You know, I have always said we will come back and it will take time. Okay. And I've always said that that the end of 2021, we should see the majority of the overall economy back again. Well, there was and word, wasn't there word that the vaccine was going to be distributed by the military and all the rest of this was supposed to happen? Are we still seeing some of that happen? I mean, if that happened, then it, it would get out more quickly. 
As it is, it seems like it's going to come out pretty slow. I don't know the answer to that question, Chris. Okay. I, I, I've seen different reports and different things on that. I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'm focusing more on, on the, the economics, sure. on the uh, how things uh, are playing out from that standpoint. But the good news is we are starting to see more of a broader type of recovery in the markets, which is wonderful news. You know, we want, we want to see that. The question becomes on the confidence level. After everybody who wants the vaccine takes the vaccine, what do the numbers look like as far as infections go mm -hmm. and all of that? Sure. That's that's where we'll see an even broader uh, type of a recovery there. So, hey, also you can go visit my website. We've got a special event coming up this coming Tuesday on December 2nd. We're going to have a Roth IRA webinar. Okay, it's going to be, there's no charge for it at all. You can simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the little seminar button in the top right-hand corner, and then just register right there. This is for anybody and everybody. We're going to have people from all across the country on this webinar. We always do, and, and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of Q&A. You can type your questions. You can ask your questions live. But it's basically everything you want to know about Roth IRAs in 2020 and beyond, in 2020 and beyond. So we're having two sessions. The first one's from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. In the, in the afternoon, and the second one's from 7 to 8 p.m. In, in the evening. It's the same material in both sessions. You can, you can attend both if you want or whichever one's convenient for you. So feel free to go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the seminar icon, and go ahead and register. This is the last Saturday to register before we have the webinar next week. So let's go ahead and welcome Jared on the line from, uh, uh, where is this, Moose Jaw? Moose Jaw? Where in the heck is Saskatchewan? Oh, Canada, okay. huh? That's Good morning, okay. Jared. How are you? Are you with us? Uh, let's put him back on hold here. We'll see if we can get him going here. Did I, did I mess it up? No, okay. I, think, uh, I think he's anyway, going to try well, to call I, I see we're up against a break here. Hang on, Jared. No, he, he dropped there. Sorry. Um, see we're up against a break here. Go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. We'll open up the phone. Keep the phone lines open. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123 or 855-767-3123. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. It's 2020, and there are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. 
Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. You know, I may not have gotten my Christmas lights up, but, you know, at least I got some Christmas music on today. That's... At least I like something, it, Chris. Something down the right way, right? Absolutely. I love it. Love <laughs> okay. it. Frosty's my favorite. Frosty. Oh, we got to find him. I'll see if there I have that. There you go. See That's a request for the DJ there today. Okay. All right. Let's welcome Jared on the line. Good morning, Jared. How are you today? Good morning. How can I help you, sir? I'd like to understand God's uh, promises on prosperity. You'd like to understand God's promises on prosperity? Well, you know, let, let, let's break that down a little bit. It used to be thought that in the Old Testament that if you followed God's law, you would be, you would be prosperous and, and have wisdom and things of that nature. And, you know, there, there's something that we've got to be aware of is the prosperity gospel that's being taught versus the, the true role that we have with the assets that the Lord gives us. And so... Okay. You know, when, when you take a look at, at uh, in, in, in Malachi talking about tithing, you know, God says bring the, bring the first 10% in to his storehouse, right? Uh, and, and, but if you read on a little bit further, he also talks about protection and things of that nature. So, so you know, the, we want to stay away from if we give to God, he's going to give back to us. God gives us all different types of assets, and, and talents and things of that nature for us to use to further his kingdom. And the one thing that God does not want in, in between us and him is any idols, money, cars, real estate, whatever it may be, okay? And so when you, when you take a look at what our role is, our role is stewardship of the assets and the, and, and the different things that God gives us. Our role is to be good stewards with all of it. And one of the best ways that you can, you can obtain, in my opinion, financial freedom, is because people ask me that question all the time, Jared, how do you get financial freedom, Larry? You know, wh- where should we invest in everything? I had a client once uh, not too long ago ask me, what's the best book to read on money? And I told him the Bible, you know? And we've got to put money and things like that in its place. You know, it's, it's God's to begin with, and our responsibility is that of good stewardship. So when you're talking about prosperity that God gives us, I think, I think that there's peace with God and peace of God within our heart. And the way to obtain that is through accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that is prosperity in my mind. You know, God's going to give different things to different people. But if we're out there always quenching to try and get more and more and more and more of worldly items, then we have to ask the question, what, you know, what's going on? That's not the, 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 the right motive whatsoever at all. So, so in my opinion, to get the prosperity with God is to humble ourselves and turn it all over to the Lord for his use going forward. Does that make sense? It does. Larry, I got a question for you. Okay, fire how away. Do you see, how do you see first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness? 
How do, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Matthew 6, 33. How do you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Larry? How do you seek the Matthew kingdom of God and his yeah. righteousness? By putting him first in your life. Where your heart is. Okay. Yeah. Put, putting him first in your life and following what he says, you know? Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart and then love others as you as uh, uh, you, you love yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments, right? And they cover pretty much all the rest of them. And, and you know, God God's will is for us to... to um, uh, believe in the one that he sent his son jesus mm. that's the way that i would seek god's kingdom you know and then you you take a look too at 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 the at the at god's word you take a look at the holy spirit you take a look at at um god's church you know and and are any of these being neglected is the word being neglected is the word which is the bible is it being watered down you know and what different interpretations and different things saying, well, you know, hey, this is, this might not apply to me or to this group or whatever. No, it applies to all of us, you know, and develop our prayer life with the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and, and um, uh, we as the church body, you know, uh, we've got to represent, you know. Uh, a good friend of mine told me, you know, always be ready to witness to people and if necessary, use words. That's what I would. That's that's kind of how I would 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 say it, Jared. Okay. Thank you, Larry. Have a wonderful weekend. Yep. You too. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Let's welcome Gene on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Gene. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? I'm not sure how familiar you are with the people that are on uh, Medicare. And the Plan D and Plan B, they sing the, the, the acronym IRMA. Um, are you familiar with that? Where um, the, the base rate for Plan B, if you participate in Medicare, is 148. But if your AGI is above a certain amount, it has little increments where it goes up. Are you yes, familiar sir, with that? Yes, sir, I am familiar with it, yep. Okay. My question is, uh, this is the first time we've been hit with that and each one of us my wife and i are going to be charged sixty four dollars more than last year because of the irma mm -hmm. but at the same time we're only living on social security we have no pensions this is all due to tremendous Investment capital income. gains in mutual yep. funds yes is there any way to get around this with the irs and say hey and in fact <laughs> i was only like forty eight hundred dollars above that threshold Oh, so Gene, here's the answer to your question. Yes and no. How's that sound? You cannot get around it with the IRS because if your income drops above that level, you move into that next box due to Irma, okay? But you can fix it going forward by not having investments that kick out such large capital gains. And that's one of the downsides to mutual funds. You know, if you take a look at a mutual fund, <clears throat> the, the mutual fund has pros and cons to it. So do ETFs, so do individual stocks, so, so do IRAs. Everything has pros and cons to it, fair enough? 
So let's boil down the advantages and disadvantages of a mutual fund because that's probably the heart of the issue right here. One of the advantages of a mutual fund is that when you, when you put money into the mutual fund, right away you're getting massive diversification because you own shares of, of that mutual fund, which owns shares of hundreds of hundreds, maybe even in some cases thousands of different stocks. So you have instant diversification built right in. The downside is throughout the course of the year, that fund management team, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. They're buying and selling all year long, and at the end of the year, they kick out a capital gain possibly based off of that activity. They also kick out something called embedded gains. You know, let's suppose that you put money into a mutual fund at the beginning of, of you know, 2019, just as an example. <clears throat> but that mutual fund may have bought XYZ stock in 2010. And this year, they decide they're selling it out. You're going to get hit with that capital gain on a stock that you never owned before in the rearview mirror before you put the money into the, into the mutual fund. So a way around that is to look at a similar type of a basket of securities in an ETF. They don't kick out capital gains. Okay, You control when you make the, that that capital gain by selling the shares of it. So an advantage of an ETF is, think about this, on one side you put money into a mutual fund and you've got tons of stocks that you own. An ETF, same thing. You can put money into an ETF and you own dozens and dozens and dozens of stocks. The difference is you decide when you're going to pull the money out and kick in your capital gain at that point. You're not getting distributed that all the time. This is something that we go over with clients once they get on Medicare because it's very, very important to really take a good look at staying underneath the IRMA limits because you're just now paying an unnecessary extra premium on top of your Medicare premium to begin with anyway. So if you want, Gene, I'd be happy to, to have someone reach yeah. out and, and, and explain to you how you can do this. Now, it may take you, depending on the size of, of gain that's inside that mutual fund for you or funds, it may take us two or three years to solve the problem unless you just want to solve it all in one problem because you've got to get out of that mutual fund in order to, to move over to a more tax-efficient type of an investment. And that's going to create a capital gain for yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's, that's I was going to bring that up. That That's the problem I have. An example is I've been in some of the T. Rowe prices, like their health science fund, almost from the beginning, like 20-some years. And uh, just to round things off, let's say I have $400,000 in that, but my basis is only 90. So if I were to, to do that, I have a $300,000 capital gain right there. Well, you also have something else moving, again, and, and then that would be one year of the IRMA, okay, right. of, of that tax. Right. Now, the, the other issue that you have moving against you, too, is it, what happens if taxes go up again with a new administration? Right. Okay. Um, then, then you may want to, you know, take a look at it, too. So, so there's a lot going on with this, and you don't necessarily have to um, – maybe sell out the entire thing, maybe a portion of it. So, so there's some math that needs to be done on, on all of this. I can't solve it for you on the air, but that's the concept of what you can do. You cannot avoid the IRS, but you can minimize it going forward by fixing the investment that you're in. Fair enough? Maybe, maybe I should turn the page and just be happy that I'm making money. Well, that's another part of it too, right? <laughs> that, that's, exa that's exactly right. If I wasn't right, making so. the money, I wouldn't have to be worrying about this. Right. 
If you want, Gene, I'll be happy to put you on hold and have someone reach out to you next week and go over uh, how to minimize okay. this in the future, okay? Let me put All you right. on hold, and Bob will get some information from you. We'll have one of our advisors reach out to you and, and show you how the difference between the ETFs tax situation and the mutual fund tax situation works. Appreciate the phone call. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Again, go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. This is the last Saturday. I'll be announcing this for the December webinar that's coming up Tuesday, December 2nd. We have two sessions, uh, one from 2 to 3 in the afternoon, and then from 7 to 8 in the evening. It's everything you want to know about Roth IRAs in 2020 and beyond. We're going to be going over how to convert, why you should convert, who should convert, who shouldn't convert, how you put money into a Roth IRA, the, you know, what's the estate planning aspects of Roth IRAs, are they subject to the new SECURE Act um, uh, from last year. You know, so all different types of, of, of things are going to be going on in the Roth IRA. It's going to last about an hour. Okay, and you'll have the opportunity to type some questions and we'll read them live on the air, or you'll have the opportunity to raise your hand and speak. Uh, we'll have people from all over the country on this webinar. Don't miss out. It's going to be a lot of fun, going to be a lot of information uh, about Roth IRAs and how best you can use them for tax-free income in your retirement years. And if you're already retired, suppose you're 62 years old and you're retired, and now you want to do a series of little Roth conversions for 10 years, maybe you convert $10,000 a year, then at 72 you've got $100,000 plus the earnings that you can start distributing to yourself over time in, your, in the latter part of your retirement years tax-free. So we're going to be going over all different strategies in dealing with the Roth IRA. Again, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button there and go ahead and register. Two sessions there on Tuesday, December 2nd. No charge for the webinar at all. So I see we've got to take a quick break here. Let's keep those phone lines open. Give us a ring. It's Open Mic Saturday. Any questions at all on anything at all, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. sound financial advice you can depend on you found the larry rosenthal show call now with your questions 855-767-3123 or stop by larryrosenthal.com 
This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Jingle bells, jingle there you go, Larry. It's Christmas time already. You see folks putting their lights up and getting ready for the year. It's exciting uh, that, uh, you know, that's just around the corner that we celebrate Christ's birth. And we also are, you know, very giving at this time of year. We remember the reason for the season. That's kind of important. This is true. This is absolutely true. No, no, no doubt about it, Chris. And I like the music, too. Hey, how about that? Sounds good. Sounds good, definitely. You know, during the break there, I was, I was thinking about uh, that, that one caller that we had who's, who has embedded capital gains built up inside his mutual fund. And it, this comes back to something that, that I, I've talked about many, many times for many, many years, not only on, t- on television, but on, on, in the radio, in our webinars, in our seminars. And, and we go through this with clients as well. There are some people that, that only buy mutual funds. There are some people that only buy stocks. Some people that only buy ETFs, only buy UITs, annuities, all different things. All these different products have pros and cons to them. We believe that, that, that you know, most of our clients have a combination of both, of, of a handful of them. They have some individual stocks. They have some individual mutual funds, some individual ETFs. And the pros and cons of all of those from growth to income to passive to active management to tax efficiencies all help and work within you know, making everything congruent together. And you've got to ask yourself the question, what's inside your investments? Is it all just ETFs? Well, then you're missing out on some advantages of some other areas. Is it only stocks? Then you're missing out some advantages in some other areas. And you have some disadvantages in both. And same with ETFs. So, so my point is, <clears throat> make sure you take a look at what we call product diversification. Product diversification is very, very important when you when you uh, take a look at your investments, especially from a tax perspective as well. So let's welcome Na on the line from uh, from Maryland. Good morning, Na. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, my question is about setting up a trust fund and how does one go about it? Setting up a trust fund or putting your assets into a trust for protection? Um, what, what, do you want – give me a little bit more information, please. Um, basically, I have um, a piece of property that I was planning on selling, but I decided to put it in a trust fund for now and change it to, you know, to include my children's Um, Okay, so so you just want to take that piece of property and put it into a trust and then have your children be the beneficiary of it. Yes, and including me as well. So instead of selling it, then I would... um, The the trust will be more or less the landlord. They are young adults and they could rent the property. And very, very easy to do. You just you just create a revocable living trust. You work with an attorney. I see you're in Maryland, so you would work with an, a Maryland attorney. If you don't mm-hmm. know of any, then we have some that we can refer you to. That's not a problem. And you okay. just tell him or her exactly what you want to do, exactly what you told me to do. And then so the way it works here is this, is, is you take the, the land and you put it into the trust. Okay, mm-hmm. and then inside the trust, there's just language that basically says, "Hey, you know what? 
if something happens to to you health wise you can't make medical you can't make uh, economic decisions anymore or if you pass away then then this is what's going to happen the trust goes goes to work at that particular point so it's very very easy very very private very very secure so you, we just need to get you set up with an, uh, an estate planning attorney in your state and then we'll be able to you'll be able to work with him or her to get it done okay okay all right, yep. great. I'll put Thank you on you. hold here, and if you like, I'll, I'll be happy to have someone reach out to you with some attorneys over there uh, that we might be able to introduce you to. So appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Elmore on the line from Tupelo, Mississippi. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, Larry? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Oh, I was calling in, and I am uh, on, like, Social Security, and I get about uh, 1100 a month. And then I have a Prime America that I put in uh, $60 a month into a stock. And then I have them uh, $60 a month for my uh, term insurance. And I'm trying to see how I can start making money in investments. Well, Elmore, the, the way that I would suggest is this, is, is I always like to start at the beginning and build a good, firm foundation and work my way up from there. So I would take a look at what your income and your expenses are, how long until retirement, how much you can afford to save, do you have an opportunity to put money into a retirement program through your employer, then we take a look at the type of insurance you have, you mentioned that, and then where you're currently investing, we would grade that out. And then we would just slowly start to build build wealth and, and, and assets from, from that particular point. Uh, the answer to your question really is, is I'm going to go ahead and send you down our financial planning toolkit, and it's going to help outline all of this for you. And then it will be clear as to where we should start investing dollars, how much insurance you need, what your time frame is until retirement, how much money you're going to need in retirement to cover your, your standard of living expenses. So that's, that's, that's the way it sounds like to me that we need to start doing that. Because I have no idea what, what you're putting money into right now. I've got to take a look at it. You know, there's, there's different types of investment vehicles, different types of asset classes. We've got to really grade this thing all out. And that's, what, that's the purpose of our financial planning toolkit is it'll get you on the road to building out a properly structured financial plan. Okay? Well, I'm, I'm retired now. I just live on my Social Security. And then I put $60 out of my Social Security into a fund. Okay. Sounds pretty simple then, you know. Uh, we got to find out what type of fund it is, what it's invested in, and how much how much you need it to grow down the road. That's that's you know that's not hard at all. You can have somebody reach out to you and, and give you an analysis on that fund, if you like. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. All right, sir. Let me go ahead and do that. I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving weekend as well. Let me place you on hold here, and Bob will get some info from you. And we'll have somebody show you how to grade out that, that investment that you're putting it in. You said it's a fund. And, and we'll make sure that it's the, it's, the, it's the best one for you. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, speaking of, of just putting money into funds and things of that nature, one of the most popular funds that, that is out there now for enrollment purposes in retirement plans are these funds called target date funds. I've talked about these in the past, and the reason I'm bringing it up now is we're rolling into December, end of the year. A lot of people will take a look at what's going on in their 401k plan, at their job, 
and things like that. And when we talk about target date funds, we you know they say, oh, this fund is designed to it's a 2025 or a 2030 or a 2035 or a 2040, so forth and so on. And it gives the impression that some of these funds will stop at that particular point. No, that's not the case. But it's all about the risk of, of let's suppose you take a look at a 2025 fund versus a 2030 fund. The risk portion on the 2025 fund will be less risky as we get closer and you'll have more risk opportunities or growth opportunities in a 2030 fund because it's further out on the horizon. Makes sense? But the question is this, is what's the glide path? In other words, on a 2025 fund, does it have the same stock to bond ratio today? Will it have the same one in 2024 and then drop off like a cliff? Or will it slowly decline over time, kind of like a parachute coming down, right? Just nice and slow, a little bit less volatile, a little bit more bonds, a little bit less equity exposure each year until 2025. And then what happens in this example in 2025, is it a two fund or a through fund? And what I mean by that is in 2025, is it just going to stop right there and stay all 100% bonds? Or is it going to go through 2025 and continue to have some equities inside of it? And my point is this, is that when you're in these different funds that are called target date funds and things of that nature, they all have different glide paths. And you will be surprised when you start pulling up three or four of them and comparing them, how they go about doing it. You're like, these things are all over the place. And that's my point, is we're getting into December. Towards the end of the year, people are going to start taking a good look at their retirement plans at work, and their retirement plans are filled with these target date plans. And I'm not saying they're good or bad or indifferent at all. By no means am I saying that. I'm saying dive in a little bit into what is inside your target date fund offerings so that you understand the glide path of the risk versus growth type of reward. You know, in a 2025 fund, that what that fund right one fund right now could have 70% in bonds and 30% in in, cat, in in stocks. Another 2025 fund could be the exact opposite. So so that's my point is, you know, make sure that you understand what's inside your funds. Know what you own, what's inside all of your, your plans. Hey, if you want to get a copy of our financial planning toolkit, like I just spoke with a gentleman here a moment ago, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123, or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. We'd be happy to send you out this. We've sent out thousands of these. As a matter of fact, on my website, LarryRosenthal.com, on the first page right there, there's a video that demonstrates how a financial plan looks and functions and works. Go visit, go check that out, and the first step in getting that plan is to fill out the financial planning toolkit for yourself and your family. That way we'll be in the best position to develop a financial plan for you as far as all that goes. So very important to take a good look at what you own now going into the year, uh, going into the end of the year, doing a, a, uh, an assessment, a, 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 you know, a review, an annual review, that type of stuff. I'll be having a, 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 a show on, on all of this in the coming weeks here as we, as we get closer. There's some tax ramifications here, too, when you're thinking about the end of the year, isn't there? There's some things you need to be planning for for next year. Especially this year, Chris. You know, if you have a non 
IRA type of an investment account, you could have some of your investments could still be underwater, mm -hmm. you know, uh, depending on what asset class, what sectors they're invested in, right? They could be underwater a little bit. You could look at doing some tax harvesting this year. I think there's going to be a lot of that done with all the volatility that we've had this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so that's important as well to really take a good, solid look at it. So I see we've got to take a quick break here. But before we do, let me just talk real quick again about our webinar that's coming up um, on Tuesday, December 2nd. We have two sessions, one from 2 to 3 and then 7 to 8. Uh, it's free. There's no charge for it. We'll have people there uh, online, and, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's everything you want to know about Roth IRAs in 2020 and beyond. Don't be afraid to ask. We'll be have lots of Q&A during the webinar. There's no cost for, for this webinar. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the seminar icon, and then it's right there for you. And then we would take a look at, at uh, the, the, again, the two sessions, whichever one you want, the afternoon or the evening session. It's the same material. You can sign up for both if you want, but it's the same material. And, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun as, as far as it all goes, though. So we'll open up the, the door to that about 30 or 40 minutes minutes beforehand so people can get on and get in the waiting room and hang out and maybe Chris will be playing some Christmas music during hey, that there's time. A thought. I don't know who knows who <laughs> maybe knows? I'll dress up so. like Santa Claus you never know yep there you go it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> definitely definitely so hey give us a ring any of your questions at all on any subject matter 855-ROSE-123-855-767-3123 I'm Larry Rosenthal and back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense Just hear those faith bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401k plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Appreciate you listening. Again, 855-767-3123. For Larry Rosenthal, again, 855-ROSE-123. Have a holly jolly Christmas, Larry. What is a holly jolly 
I'm guessing it's just a lot of fun and happiness. There you go. All. I'm with it. I'm you hip. know, I don't know. I'm hip. <laughs> it's like eating a donut, a warm donut, man. It's just holly. It's jolly. Good. It's a lot of fun. There right? you go. I'll go with that. It's <laughs> a good plan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, hey, you can also check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv, streaming live on YouTube. That's lots of fun, too. Hi, all the YouTubers out there. So business risk, type of risk, types of investment risk, I should say. What are the types of risk out there and just some broad categories we want to talk about? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick four of them today just because of time, really. There's a lot of them. But, but you know, we always talk around this in the markets and things like that. And, and, you know, and that's not me. I always try and put it all out on the table for everybody to learn. We do believe everybody has the right to, to financial education. That's, that's one of the purposes of this, this show here. Types of, of investment risk, market risk, business risk, interest rate risk, purchasing power risk. Let's break this down a little bit. Let's talk about market risk. What, what is the market risk? What do, what do you mean by market risk? Well, if, if we were to look at putting money into the stock market or the bond market for that matter, you know, what has to go wrong for that particular investment to not do so well and make us not holly jolly, Chris, right? <laughs> okay. What would have to what would have to happen? What's the market risk with that investment? You know, before I make an investment for our clients or myself, I always ask myself, what has to go right for this investment to succeed? And what has to go wrong for this investment to not work out so well? Those are the two deep questions that you really have to ask and, and, and analyze, taking a look at the overall market. What about business risk? What type of business risk are we talking about? You know, that, that category can be dissected in, into several pieces of the pie there. But, but let's just say business risk, well, from, from a standpoint of sectors. Let's suppose that we wanted to invest in utility stocks or into value stocks in the airline industry, or we wanted to invest in technology or consumer staples, broad categories. There's 11 different sectors to the S&P 500 as far as that goes. Which sector are you going to be in? What type of business risk could there be? You know, are you going to put all of your money into one sector? Well, what happens if that sector doesn't do well? What happens if you go to work for a company, you're putting money into your 401k at that company. It's a publicly traded company. You get your income from that company. You get your health insurance from that company. You get the stock from that company, and you keep on investing in only in that company's stock. What happens if something goes wrong with that company? You could lose your income, your health care, and your stock values, right? So you need to make sure about business risk. Spread this around, right? Definitely spread it around with, with, without a doubt. How about interest rate risk? If interest rates go up, how does that affect different investments within your portfolio? What about the bond market? If you're putting money into bonds that have longer duration versus shorter duration and interest rates go up, you could start losing principal inside your bonds. You know, and that's going to be a very interesting thing here as we continue to recover. As we get more of a broad-based recovery, you're going to see people moving money out of bonds. And that 10-year note and that 30-year note start to rise and yield. You're going to see the interest rates go up and the prices of those bonds go down. So this is almost like a musical chair thing. Don't be the last one. Make sure you get your seat at the table as far as that goes in the bond market. There's, there's a lot of risk 
in your longer duration bonds, um, but but not 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 tremendous because I don't see interest rates flying up by anytime soon as far as that goes. Hey, let's go ahead and welcome uh, Christy on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Christy. How are you? Yes, good morning. I am calling to ask a question about an FHA loan and a conventional loan. Um, my husband and I have a, um, we're basically trying to get a lower interest rate um, for our mortgage, and we were told that we need to refinance in order to do so. Um, the mortgage company gave us an option of doing sticking with the FHA loan or going conventional. Um, they say right now we are paying mortgage insurance on our house, which we don't need to do. Um, so it's best that we do conventional loan. I, per se, didn't know which choice to make. So I wanted to know if you can help us with that decision. In my opinion, it all boils down to your monthly cash flow. Which one's going to be less expensive for you? Monthly cash flow. Um, yep. That's the what? one that I would go with. That's the purpose of a refinance. Well, well, it's one of the purposes, Christy, of a refinance is to take a look at, you know, trying to save some money each month, right? Isn't that what you said you wanted to try to do? Oh, okay. You're saying basically the loan, whichever loan has the lowest cash flow, or you're saying what, yes. what we have coming out of our home. Okay. Yes, whichever one gives you the lowest monthly obligation there, Okay. If you want, okay. I'll be happy to to uh, have you talk to our mortgage person. He might be able to give you some a little bit more insight. But you know, from a financial planning perspective, let's save some money. Well, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. We're trying to save money, but also paying off our mortgage. Um, you know, within the state, I don't want to cut into any finances of um, the escrow or to pulling out money. We just want to get our interest rate um, lowered and. Um, that sounds like a plan. I guess we can, I could talk to someone else to try to get some help. That would be great. Sure, if you want, I'll be happy to do that for you. I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get some information, and we'll have a mortgage person reach out to you, if not today, on Monday, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, by the way, as well. So, uh, again, uh, listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. What was I I talking about here, Chris? I was talking about business risk and interest rate risk and all kinds of risk and things of that nature, right? Um, Also, Psalms 1. Verse 1 and 2, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Uh, any questions there? You know, I mean, yeah. this is this is kind of driving it, the driving the point home here of of uh, where we need to be putting our priorities. Right. Let's let's uh, live the right life. Let's stay in in you know in, in verse two there it, it really talks about but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, not who just knows about it, but what's in mean that means you're in that means you're doing it that means you're functioning in that and you're meditating on it day and night, you know. Yeah, and, I think of it like a, having the Lord as a partner all the time, somebody always right there beside you, always helping you, always with you, and having Him as the number one priority in your head. If you do that, I think things work out much better for you. And in your heart. And in your you know, heart, of and, course, and, both but, places. You know, Jesus said it's not going to be easy. You know, it's a fallen world, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to stay, tr- stay stand firm until the end. Um, you know, getting back to our, our, our types of investment risk also, we, we have purchasing power risk too. And this is the silent killer. 
okay? This is the silent killer, purchasing power risk. In other words, making sure that your money outpaces three things, taxes, inflation, and fees. And a lot of times people will save money and it's not keeping up with inflation and taxes. And it's vitally important that that happens because you have to maintain purchasing power. If you're not maintaining purchasing power, then you might as well spend the money today. Right? Because it's becoming less and less valuable. You know, think about this. You take a dollar into a grocery store and you buy a loaf of bread and you get 15 pieces of bread in that loaf. <laughs> well, what happens a year from now if you take that same dollar into the grocery store, right, and you only get 12 pieces of bread? That's inflation. That's purchasing power risk. Well, gotcha. You used to you used to say, Larry, that you had to let your um, you had to outpace taxes and inflation. So there was a number there. You have to do some math to know what that is. Depending right? on depending, that's exactly right, Chris. Depending on your tax bracket, okay. Okay. You need to earn about an eight point three percent rate of return in order to get a net two percent positive after taxes and inflation rate of return. So basically, if you're in a, you know the uh, I remember the chart here. I, I don't have it in front of me, but at the time, if you were in a 28% bracket, okay, so today we can use the 24% the bracket roughly, so you're going to be needing to earn about an 8% rate of return in order for you after taxes and after inflation to net a positive 2% rate of return. And, and that's important because, again, you've got to maintain purchasing power. Now, what about college costs? College costs are going up at seven to nine percent inflation, not one point six like the basket of consumer goods that they tell everybody their inflation's going up at, right? So, so that's a whole different scenario there too. Okay, and 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 you know, so so inflation risk or purchasing power risk is vital. What you don't want to do in your retirement years is start running out of money quietly and slowly because your dollar's not going as far in retirement. Uh, because you haven't kept pace with taxes and inflation. The downside to, to trying to attempt to make, to make your purchasing power risk, uh, to, to win over purchasing power risk, is that you've got to put your money into places that are going to grow higher, and that is equity investments, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs on the equity side of the house. Uh, bank accounts will never keep pace with taxes and inflation. Think about this. When, you're, you're, when your interest rates go up in the bank, you know, right right now, boy, if I could sh- sh- see a, a, a show of hands, how many people want to have their interest rates at the bank go up, right? Well, yeah, basically what you're saying is you want inflation to happen because when inflation comes into the system, the Fed will start to raise interest rates, and that will – uh, that will cause interest rates at the banks to go up. So a good sign of when we're starting to see inflation hit is when the Fed starts to raise interest rates. Now, the Fed this time around is going to let inflation run uh, hot a little bit um, uh, be, be until they start to, to, to raise interest rates to cool off the economy. But that's a few years down the road, so we don't have to worry too much about it. But my point is this is that there are different types of investment risk. There's market risk, there's business risk, there's, there's interest rate risk, and there's purchasing power risk. And when you're looking at your financial plan, you've got to ask these questions. What am I subject to when it comes to these types of, of risks out there in my investments, my 401Ks, my IRAs, my, non, in my non-IRA investment stock plans, or whatever, whatever it is that we're invested in? Definitely important there. Um, hey, so listen, a uh, couple of quick announcements. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Follow us and like us on Facebook, okay? 
Sign up for our newsletter. It's free as well. If you want to get a copy of our financial planning toolkit, feel free to go ahead and, and, and ask for that at the website. No problem there. And then while you're there, sign up and register for our, our webinar that's coming up December 2nd, this coming Tuesday, two sessions, 2 to 3 and then 7 to 8 p.m. It's going to be on Roth IRAs, everything you want to know about them in 2020 and beyond, who should convert, who shouldn't convert. We're going to go through the whole nine yards. So, again, go ahead and register there. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar icon right there, and then you'll be able to go ahead and register. Two sessions, 2 to 3 and 7 to 8. So for Chris, in the, for Chris McKay and Bob in the back, I see we've got a few callers on the line right now. Uh, but the show's getting ready to end here in just a second. I'll stay in studio, and we will go ahead and and uh, uh, I'll answer the questions. Uh, I'll stay in studio and answer the calls. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. 